there. Happy Monday to you. Welcome to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimek, and I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes. And guess what? I hope you'll be able to hang out with me because if not, this chair that I have at the table is going to go empty. So hope you could settle in. If you brought a snack or a beverage, that's pretty good. There's a half of a cream donut here on the table. I would like to be able to get this to you, but it uh, looks really good. But I'm not able to eat it now. So if I was able to give that to you, I, I certainly would. Um, it's just great to be back with you here. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. It is a beautiful day here in southern New Jersey. We're going to talk about a number of different things, but I, but I think since this is the week leading up to Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday obviously is, or you may not be aware, but it's this coming Sunday, um, you're going to hear more and more of the mention of the coming of the Holy Spirit. The first reading today talks about that, and um, in the gospel, for daily mass, the first reading I'm talking about, and then uh, the gospel has a message from Jesus a reminder of how to view our problems and how to view the difficulties that we experience in life. You know, it's it's very easy, it's way too easy to become overwhelmed by the challenges that we face on a daily basis. And in the gospel today, Jesus is going to talk about the fact that, look, you're going to have problems in life. He, he never denied that. You're going to have problems in life, whether you're a follower of Christ or not. The problems will exist, but what he tells us in this gospel from today's Daily Mass is that I'm bigger. I'm bigger than any problem you can ever face. This is a message that I share frequently. It's a message that is very difficult to to wrap your brain around. It's very difficult to put into practice. I struggle with it, but it's good to really focus on it repeatedly so that when it does happen, when you do really need to hear this message, and just about every day in one form or another we need to hear this message, that it does sink in and it, and it's able to bear fruit. And I'm going to tell you this without without a doubt. I have no idea what kind of problem what kind of problems you are facing right now. I heard from some listeners over the past few days who are dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. No matter what you're facing, I believe this with all my heart, that Christ is bigger than the, than that, whatever it is. And, and really, we need to believe that. As Christians, we need to believe, if we're ever going to have any kind of peace in this life, that He is bigger. And that does that just doesn't happen. For some people it might, but for the vast majority of us, it just doesn't happen automatically. We just don't have that belief that Jesus is bigger. For most of us, we have a belief that that problem staring us in the face is a lot bigger than Jesus. That's not true, but that's what we believe. We've got to change that. And that requires work on our part. That requires grace, and it requires doing a little research and reading in the Scriptures what the Scriptures tell us. Because the evidence is there. In the Bible, it's evident. It's um it's, it's made evident in the pages of the Bible that God is bigger than our problems. And when he sent his son into the world to save us from sin, from distress, and to draw us back to himself, this is the father I'm talking about, Jesus was able to say that same message. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. I got this. I know you have problems, but 
listen, listen to me, this is going to be okay. And that's the message Jesus has for you and, and for me. I, you know, I had a little bit of a, a snafu earlier today with a, um, with, a, with a book order that I placed. I'm giving a talk this weekend in, in Wisconsin, and I've sent books out that I, that I needed to sell, and the publisher sent the wrong book out. And that was, uh, that was stressful when I first realized that because I need the right book to be there for the talk that I'm giving. But thanks be to God, I worked it out. Uh, and, and this is the type of thing, but immediately, instantly, I felt that panic. Like, oh, no. And sometimes the, the panic is worse than the actual problem. Sometimes we can over panic about the problem because that, that hysteria sets in, you know, and we're, we're so panicked that we don't even work it through and think, well, what's the worst thing that can happen here? Because oftentimes if we would do it, we'll realize, well, maybe that's not that bad. Maybe I can live with this. But this is what happens. But these problems, yeah, we have them, but Jesus is bigger. And that's what he tells us today in the gospel. So we're going to chat about that. Really, I hope you can settle in and and spend the the entire program with me. But right now, let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in heaven, our good and gracious God who loves us with an unconditional love and who is always standing by ready to hear from us. Please join me as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us once again today, for bringing us into this new day. This is a day, Father, as you know, which has never occurred before in history, and it's never going to occur again. So, Father, we pray for the grace to be able to live in the present moment, to not be caught in the past, to not be worried about the future, but to live in the present moment. Father, we pray that we can have a greater awareness of your presence with us. We, we pray that we can have a greater awareness of your power and of your unconditional love so that we recognize that when we go out into the world each day, that you are with us, that you love us, and that you are bigger than any challenge we could ever face. Help us remember, Father, that anything that happens to us can only happen with your approval. And that's so hard for us to comprehend, but we know that it's true and that you can always bring good out of any situation. Father, thank you for sending Jesus into the world. Thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that you can pour out a special extra helping of your spirit on me today so I can deliver your message and also open all of our hearts and minds so that we may be receptive to the message that you have for us on the program today. Father God, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, your son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimek. The name of this show is Following the Truth. We do this every Monday through Friday, 30 minutes each day. I'm glad to have you as a listener. Let your friends know about this program, if you wouldn't mind, so we can get some more listeners to the show. You can find out about this show and about all of my work, including my latest book, Give Up Worry for Good, and my daily email newsletter, Reflection, whatever you want to call it, let go, uh, let not your heart be troubled, 
All of that can be found at my website, followingthetruth.com. All right, now here's here's the deal. I don't remember. I don't remember. Sometimes I get excited about these beverages that I have on the program. I might have had this one last week. I I, I honestly forget. I think I did... Um, I did. What the heck did I do? I, I had some kind of... I, I had sweet tea on the show. I might have done this, but if I did it, I'm going to do it again. Today, I... <laughs> I know you're saying, just get on with it, will you, Gary? Um, today, I have peach iced tea. I'm going to take a sip. That is excellent. Peach iced tea. I think I did this late last week. But anyway, that's my beverage du jour. I hope you have a good beverage. And I hope you're ready to get started. hope you got a snack. Again, I got this cream donut here. I mean, I guess I could mail it to you. It's a half of a cream donut. But by the time it got to you, you know, it would be stale. So I think we're going to have to dispose of it. In some other way, you know, uh, I love cream donuts. Can I can I tell you that from from the time when I was young, cream filled donuts they're my favorite. Anyway, I know that's not why you listen to this program. Let's talk readings. The first reading from today's mass is from the Acts of the Apostles. Now, this is going to set the stage, as you're going to see a lot of this week for Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate when the Holy Spirit descended upon the church and the members of the early church. You know, I don't think we give enough credit to the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, and I think as a result, we often get frustrated that we can't live up to some of the things that the Lord Jesus tells us to do because we're trying to do them on our own. We're not depending on the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at this reading from the Acts of the Apostles. This is Acts chapter 19 verses 1 through 8. Now, we've been throughout the Easter season, which will come to a conclusion this weekend. Um, The 50 days of the Easter season, we have been reading from the Acts of the Apostles. I don't know about you, but I have really enjoyed these readings from each of the daily Masses. I, I love the Acts of the Apostles. It's such a powerful book in the Bible, and it gives us an insight as to what the early church looked like. I mean, this is our church, you know? And if we're not seeing some of this stuff, if we're not seeing this passion and the zeal and some of these miracles, we got to get busy because I believe if we do get busy and really invite the Spirit to work in us and then yield, see, we got to invite the Spirit to work, but then yield to the power of the Holy Spirit, just like the GPS in your car. You don't have to listen. You got to turn it on and then you have to listen to what the GPS tells you to do. Once you do that, then you're going to see all kinds of power. Let's look at this first reading. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior of the country and down to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They answered him, We have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Now listen, how many of us can honestly say, if we really were totally honest, that even though we may have heard of the Holy Spirit, that the idea of the Holy Spirit being a powerful force inside of us and causing us to do and say things that are way beyond our natural abilities, how many of us can say that we know that kind of power of the Holy Spirit? I would guess most of us are going to say, not quite. Not quite. I have this Holy Spirit. I've been baptized. I've been confirmed. I have the power of the Holy Spirit, but mm, I don't really get the Holy Spirit. Well, if you don't get the Holy Spirit, chances are 
The power's not working through you. And, and listen, don't feel bad. This is a common problem. Common, common, common. More common than uncommon, believe me. Okay, did you receive the Holy Spirit? They answered him, we never heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, how are you baptized? They replied, with the baptism of John, which we are taught, our church teaches. This is not a sacramental baptism. It was a baptism of repentance. It was more of a symbolic action. But as baptized Christians, that baptism we receive, that's sacramental. There's grace involved there. There's that initial coming of the Holy Spirit into the baptized person. When they heard this, they were baptized. Oh, I'm sorry. Paul then told them, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, which is a good thing I said that, right? I'm Paul's confirming what I said, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were then baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 men. Now, what we see is evidence, physical evidence of the coming of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And, uh, and, and, you know, this is something, the idea of prophecy and speaking in tongues, this is something recognized by the church is valid. We still see it. Whether it's common, whether it's uncommon, I would say it tends to be more uncommon nowadays. But it's there. It's still there. And these are, the problem with us sometimes is we... We want to put the Holy Spirit into a box. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's vague. The Holy Spirit's a, a wind. It's mysterious. The Holy Spirit is operating to give us ideas and inspire us. No, the Holy Spirit gives us power. The power to transform us into the image of Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit works in us, if we let the Holy Spirit works in us, work in us, we can produce the same fruit that Jesus produced in his life. And St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians talks about these, this fruit, the fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these fruits of the Holy Spirit, we, they could be evident in our lives if, and it's so hard to do, if we let the Holy Spirit work in us, and we give in or yield to the power of the Spirit. But, you know, we, we tend to be stubborn. We have a fallen human nature, and that works against us sometimes. But just understand this. The Holy Spirit should be making a difference in your life. Don't try to be holy on your own. You're not, it's not going to work. This uh, reading continues. He entered the synagogue and for about three months debated boldly with persuasive arguments about the kingdom of God. And one of the reasons Paul was able to do that, he was able to present persuasive arguments, was probably the only reason he was able to do that was because of the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we have to let the Spirit work in us. We have to, if we, if we expect to draw people to Christ, if we expect to have peace in our lives, if we expect to be holy, it's only going to happen by letting the Holy Spirit work in our lives. Now, that does not mean we are mindless zombies or robots. It means that the Holy Spirit is going to operate in us if we let him and guide us 
but we ultimately have the final say, just like the GPS in the car. Ultimately, it's up to you to make that right turn or to go straight. GPS can tell you to do it, but you are going to have to be the one to say, okay, I know I should do this. I'm going to do it. And, and you know, you get caught up in problems, you get caught up in passions and all kinds of emotions start kicking in. And sometimes it's not easy to say, yes, I will yield to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because so many of us, like me, we like to be in control. And when we want to be in control, we want to do what we want to do. And it's hard to get used to letting the Spirit work. It takes time, it takes practice, and it takes patience to get used to following the Spirit. But once you start doing that, once you start doing that, it's going to get easier and you are going to see the effects. Let's look at the Gospel from today's Daily Mass. And uh, I'll, I'll try to tie it into this first reading, but the thing about this Gospel is... It's an acknowledgement by Jesus that in this life we will have problems. And you know, you can't accuse him of sugarcoating the truth. You can't accuse him of not being a realist because he always tells the truth. And this is evidence of that. This is John chapter 16, verses 29 through 33. The disciples said to Jesus, Now you are talking plainly and not in any figure of speech. Now we realize that you know everything, and that you do not need to have anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Now remember, you and me, we are used to the idea of Jesus being the Son of God. We, um, in, in some ways, we're more advanced than the initial apostles, but in many ways, we are we're much less advanced than they were. And they were willing to take some risks. They did some stupid things, too, but they had an understanding. I mean, it was all new to them, the idea that Jesus was really the Messiah, he was the Son of God. He had to work with these guys. He had to be patient with them. And in a lot of ways, they didn't get it, but in some ways, they were willing to take more risks, and we especially see this in the early church, than we are. I mean, there was this real threat of losing one's life because of being a believer in Christ. And that's really serious. I mean, that's that really shows what kind of level of faith you have when you're willing to put your life on the line to follow Jesus. So now the, the disciples are saying to Jesus, we believe that you came from God. And Jesus answered, do you believe now? Behold, the hour is coming and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home and leave me alone. Now, what Jesus is doing, this is John chapter 16. This is before... He'd be taken captive and crucified. He's he's able to see what will happen because of his divinity. He can see the future. And he's able to see that these guys are going to be seriously, their faith is going to be challenged. We see it with Judas. Judas failed the test in a big way, but so did Peter. Peter really fell apart and began denying Jesus as well. Judas betrayed him. Peter, to a, to a lesser degree, Peter betrayed him every, really every bit as much. He denied him, three not just once, but three times. But fortunately, in the end, Peter repented of his sin, and he just threw himself on the, uh, on the mercy of, of Jesus. But Jesus is saying, look, times are going to be tough when it's easy for you to believe in me now, but you're going to be challenged. 
And you know what? That's something that each of us has to come to grips with every day, especially when we look at the numerous problems surrounding us. Do I believe in the power of Jesus? Do I believe that he loves me? Do I believe that he's bigger than this? Only you can examine the evidence in your own life, decide, yes, I do, or no, I don't. And Jesus said, but I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In other words, he's telling them that they're going to have problems so that we can have peace. It doesn't make sense, does it? But let's let the other shoe drop here. In the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. In this world, you're going to have problems, but take courage. Why? Because I have conquered the world. Jesus is saying to us, this message is directed to you and me too. You're going to have problems in this world, but I'm bigger. I'm bigger than any problem you can ever face. And honestly, each day, we're all going to have that choice to make. We're going to look at our problems. We're going to look at what's going on in the world, in the country. We're going to look at what's going on in our workplace. Going to look at how we feel about things. We're going to look at our finances and make a decision. We will have to make a decision. Do you believe what Jesus said? Or do you believe something else? What he's saying is, I am bigger than any problem you can face. But you have to make that decision. Do you believe Jesus? Or do you believe the common wisdom of the world? Meaning that it's up to you you're going to have to handle whatever it is that you have to handle. And that this world is filled with difficulties, challenges, and this, and again, I'm doing the wisdom of the world, the general message of the world, and this problem that you're facing right now could be the end of you, or it might be hopeless. That's typically what we can face or the, the kind of thinking that we can fall into if we're not careful. If we're not careful and choose to not be grounded in the teaching of, of Christ and what he's saying. You know, so every day you're going you're gonna to go on the internet, or you're going to turn on the news, or you're going to hear bad news. Chances are you're not going to hear the good news of Jesus Christ through the internet, depending where you look. I mean, you look at your traditional secular news sites, you're not going to hear it. You're going to hear all kinds of reasons why you should be scared and why this situation, whatever the situation today, is hopeless. On the other hand, when you open your Bible, you're going to hear Jesus say, with God, all things are possible. You're also going to hear him say, do not worry. You're going to hear him say, peace, peace. I leave with you. And you're going to hear him say, you're go- you will have problems in life. However, I have conquered the world. So if you stick with me, according to Jesus, your problems can all be handled. That does not mean they'll all work out the way you want, but they do mean, it does mean that you will work, they will work out the way they are supposed to work out. And you'll be given the grace to have peace in the midst of them. And ultimately, any of these problems that you encounter can help you to get to heaven. They can. It's potentially there. Otherwise, you wouldn't have them. 
if the situations, your current circumstances in life could not help you in any way to achieve your eternal, to reach your eternal destination in heaven, the Lord wouldn't let you have them. He would stop them because he's all powerful. And that's, that's a hard concept to, to, to get, to wrap your brain around. But it's one that you just have to keep drilling into your head every day. And I do my best. I'm going to keep doing my best to try to remind you and me too. I need to read verses like this that remind me that Jesus is bigger than whatever I'm facing. Because you know what? Problems, especially the fear of the future, they have a way of growing exponentially, almost with no, no, no boundary whatsoever, especially when I'm talking about the what-if scenarios for the future. As somebody who tends to catastrophize and always go extreme and think worst case, I can rapidly get out of control with my problems if I'm not careful. If I don't look back to the words of Jesus, who is saying, in this world, you're going to have problems. I get it, but I've overcome the world. So therefore, if you're able to really believe that, if you choose to believe his words, then the what ifs aren't going to scare you. Because even if you don't know what the what ifs are, and by the way, a lot of times the what ifs never materialize, but even if you don't know what the what ifs are, and they do materialize, he's bigger. So are you going to believe the problem and the conventional wisdom of the world, which means, which really says you better be scared? Or are you going to believe Jesus who says, let not your heart be troubled? I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to try every day to believe Jesus, but it is work. It is work. We have to work at it. We have to take our thoughts captive as St. Paul reminds us. And we have to say to that bad thought that says this is hopeless. No, it's not hopeless. With God, all things are possible. You know, you got to have that, you got to counter those negative thoughts in your mind and rely on the grace of the Lord to help you. You know, that's why I go to daily mass. One of the reasons I go to daily mass, because I need to receive Jesus in the Eucharist every day to give me the grace that I need to deal with my nutty mind that comes up with these crazy scenarios these doomsday scenarios, you know? But yeah, you're going to have problems in life. And Jesus is never denying that. But he's bigger. He's big. He's really, really big. He's bigger than death. I mean, picture that. Bigger than death? Yeah. That's the kind of Savior that I want on my side. We got him, okay? Um, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions, please email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. If you'd consider visiting followingthetruth.com, my website, and making a donation to my ministry. I could really use it now. Donations are light right now. I need your help. Followingthetruth.com. Just click on donate. I'm so blessed to be with you. Thank you. I'm praying for you. And I would ask that you pray for me and my family as well. Hey, God willing, I plan to be back with you here tomorrow on the program. Hope you'll be able to join me. Have yourself a fantastic night. Remember, yeah, you got problems. Nobody's saying you don't, but Jesus is bigger. Give him a chance to prove that, will you? God bless you. See you next time.